not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, that really kicks you in the chest. Ooh. Ooh. Hello and welcome to Eat the Blank Page with me, Victor Rowe. As you can tell by my fancy cover art, we got a lot of things going on. We got a lot of things to talk about. And by that, I mean we have exactly three things to talk about. Two of them will take next to no time. And then the third one might take longer. So we're shooting for a uh, 20 to 30 minute episode today. So if you're driving home, make some turns. Make it, uh, make it 20, 30 minutes. If it's a longer commute, I have a lot more episodes. This is episode 14. That means there's 13 others you can go watch or listen to, depending on if you're on Spotify or YouTube. I am on both. And it's just me. I know I say we like it's a big production, but that is just because I listen to too much RT podcasts and Distractable and, you know, all of the ones that actually require a team. Speaking of requiring a team, over the past, I want to say two months, and I understand I'm very late to this jump, uh, a lot of old school YouTubers have been retiring from YouTube. And I couldn't get it more. They all have very solid reasoning. They all have very outstanding reasoning on why they're stepping away from YouTube, whether it be for the path the platform's going to go on. They're just tired of it. They're experiencing just burnout like no other. They want to go and spend time with their families because, you know, they've made the living for themselves and they just want to dedicate some time to their families. All unbelievably understandable. And I feel personally, I feel sad within myself that the second I saw some of my favorite YouTubers retiring, I went, come on, what about me? But it's not about me and it's not even about you. It's about them. It's about them wanting to retire. Why is that important? Why is it important that I'm talking about other people who are leagues, galaxies away from the numbers that I put up? I hit 2.4 thousand views on a short and I felt like a celebrity. Why am I talking about these people? Why am I starting off the podcast with this train of thought because I can't stop thinking about it. I cannot stop thinking about how Matt Pat looked during his goodbye video. Link, I'm linking that in the description. I cannot stop thinking about the things that he said, the way that he was acting, and just realizing how much a channel like Game Theory meant to me. Genuinely meant to me. I'm... When I was younger, I didn't have a whole lot of friends. But what I did have were movies, anime, cartoons, books. I had stories. And... Rarely did I find anyone that would give me an ear to 
talk about them, talk about ideas I had about the world that they lived in, even theorize about things that are going to happen later in the show. Rarely did I find anyone I could actually talk to. I still kind of don't. That's the whole reason I have this podcast is so I can talk to you guys about the stories that I I personally am obsessed with and the practices in writing because the, the love for stories went so far to me becoming an author. I did theater and I, I fell in love with the theater, so I want to be a playwright. These are the things that I'm doing now. It's how That's how deep the stories and the video games and the movies I would watch when everyone else was out hanging out with a bunch of friends, that's how much it meant to me, that I want to build my career off of it. And then, and then I was introduced to YouTube, where there were people like me. There were people who liked to overthink things. There were people that liked to go into the nitty-gritty details of random, obscure things that no one else talked about. I cannot tell you the wake-up call that is Matt Pat's goodbye video for me personally because I took him for granted. Now, I know it's not just him, and there were actually a lot of a lot of really talented people working behind the scenes on things like game theory, GT Live, film theory. But more importantly than that, I had been watching him since his Ezio Fall video, which I think was like sub 30 videos right when he was starting off. And I've had this channel that if I ever was in that kind of a mood, which I usually was, to go and learn about the little secrets about a story, learn about the ever-growing FNAF just monster, I was able to go there. We, as the people who grew up on a channel like Game Theory, he was my... It can be very hard to distinguish just how personal it is to be going through this kind of grief, I guess, I guess you could say, where I've never once met Matthew Patrick, Matt Pat, Game Theory, but I still refer to him as a friend in my mind that's what he is and i have that for a lot of different people and a lot of different shows but i never i never thought i went through unis honest i still never thought i would see the end of game theory and i want him to step away from being in the spotlight because i didn't understand how much strain he was putting on his family life his social life his mental, and as someone who, in a lot of ways, was really inspired by people like Matt Pat and people like Markiplier, I just, I feel like I owe them my best try. Because I'm doing something that doesn't make sense 
It doesn't make sense to become an author in 2024. It does not make sense to become an author in 2024. It is the reign of short form content. Everyone's digital. You, it's a subcategory to like books. And I want to be an author. I want to more accurately, I want to make stories. I want to make the stories that I grew up on. And because of people like Matt Pat, I found a space where I could actually go and feel like I wasn't the only person who thought like how I thought. He is way smarter than me. Let me make that clear. Dude has a degree in neuroscience, I'm pretty sure. But it's it's the it's the feeling of comfort that you get when all you want is a video or a conversation just like game theory or however it fits into within your mind and then you have it through your teenage years the end of adolescence into your teenage years beginning of adulthood i'm 22 it is unreal how long he's been in my life and he hasn't even been in my life i've watched the videos he makes on youtube he has not been in my life he's been a part of my life just like markiplier just like Jeff and Gavin from Achievement Hunter, just like Ray Narvaez Jr., also from Achievement Hunter, but now as a streamer. These people genuinely make up some of... I only have one, you know, real friend outside of my partner and um, some of my family. So it's like I'm moving away from an old friend but like I was saying I feel like I owe him someone I've never met and I don't even think I would render as impressive on the the people within the fandom of uh, things that I can do or thoughts that I have the ability that I have I owe him my best shot at doing this, right? At following the things that I get fulfillment out of and the thing that I I believe more than anything I was made to do is make stories, share stories, and help spread wisdom through stories, spread lessons through stories, spread joy through stories. That's all I'm doing here. It's all I want to do. And I owe him because he did it. He did the thing he set out to do. He set out to change the world, even passively, even if it's just people like me watching his videos, becoming inspired, going on to do great things. And I want to do these great things. I want to do these great things. I'm going to do these great things because, because I feel like I owe him. I hope I haven't bored you too much with my, uh, 12 minute outburst, but it's, um, it's, it's been a little bit of a few days where I'm kind of reevaluating everything. Right. And I'm not, I'm not even going for the I'm this successful at this age, or they were this successful at that age. I need to be at their level. No, that's not what I'm going for anymore. 
That's not what I want to do anymore. I want to do me. I want to be me to the fullest extent that I could actually put myself on this platform, put myself out there, share the things I want to share, talk about the things I want to talk about. Maybe, just maybe, I'll affect someone's life too in a way that only someone like me or people like us who were fans of him for so long could understand. And I know there's a lot of other YouTubers out there who are stepping away like Captain Sparkles, but I, I wasn't a fan of them. Matt Pat's the only one so far that has backed up from making YouTube, and I feel like Markiplier's on the cusp. But genuinely, genuinely, it's that kind of thought that you have that instantly embeds itself within your mind. It is it is a need. It's not a thought anymore. It's not a want. It's not a I kind of I kind of got to do it, right? Oh my gosh, it's what I wanted to. Oh. It's a need. There's no other choice anymore. There's no other choice. Morally, I can't bring myself to do anything other than pursue writing playwriting, storytelling, I can't. And it's all because of people like Matt Pat. The few that there are. Because of them. And I think if anyone out there is like me and has grown up with these people and has learned more lessons than you really care to admit from these people who just put videos on the internet, who shared love and support in a world full of hate, I think you owe them to. I think you do. If you're creative, I think you do. You know? They didn't share these lessons and they didn't tell us these stories and they didn't seed our creative thought just for us to ignore it. Just to us for, to forget about it once they leave. I think we all owe them a try, right? You don't have to throw your life away just because some guy on the internet stopped making his thing, but you owe them a try on whatever it is you want to do. You don't have to do an art. You don't have to write or sculpt paint. If you are a lawnmower and all you want to do for the rest of your life is mow lawns, do it. Because it's people like him who have stuck their neck out, gone for it, attacked it with intent, with thought, and with bravery that people like me can do what they want to do, this, and, um, and not feel embarrassed. And so... End of rant. I just, I just, oh God. For the people who take over game theory and food theory, film theory, fashion theory, I welcome you with open arms. And I hope that you don't let the pressure get to you and you don't let, I know you've been writing and kind of doing everything behind the scenes and like building up for it and you're ready. I understand that. It's just I hope the pressure of everyone doesn't get to you like how it might.
or how I've seen other people who've gone into roles on certain channels feel that pressure. Please take the example of Dan Avedon from Game Grumps and deal with the hate. Just keep pushing. Because I know you guys are going to do fantastic. I know you guys worked with MapHat for a very long time. And I know my opinion doesn't mean anything. But I'm rooting for you guys. I truly, truly am. If, you know, <laughs> I just, I just, I feel like I have to say that. Because I feel like there's too many people who are going to be mourning MatPat and not realize why he's done what he's done. And the position that the people taking his spot are put in. Because, you know, I, I want to tie this into a storytelling lesson. So here we go. Loss of MatPat gives us storytelling lessons, apparently. I've been having this thought lately where you find stories with these different characters and they're all different ages, right? And they're all different ages and it's not the oldest person in the story is the main character. Very rarely are they the main character. It's usually the younger character or the character right in the middle of the age range where you find that your role in any one person's story is defined by a lot of things. It's just, lately, I feel like I've been in this spot in my life where I can't tell if my story's going on already, or if I'm just about to get there, or if I still need to start it. But here's the thing, right? If you look on a, on a larger scale, you take a story with, let's say, five characters, and one of them is a really old dude. And in the story, he teaches the main character lessons, who's like a younger kid. Teaches him lessons about his life before the story. So you can have a life before the story, what about that? And now he's telling stories about his life before the story that we're watching, giving lessons to the main character who is currently going through their story. It's about perspective. It's about perspective, and this is what I mean, with the perspective of who the main character is and what they're doing. That's it. If you take the world of Dragon Ball Z, right? They used to do this thing when it was in the earlier days of Dragon Ball Z that they would cut to random citizens or weird animal people that are living in the Earth Dragon Ball Z universe that are doing their own thing. You know? They're going through their own story. Uh, Gohan's bully from when they were trying to make Gohan the main character, right? He played baseball. blonde hair kid. He had a life. He had a whole life. If you want to see it as like a real person, he had a whole life where the Dragon Ball Z people weren't even in it. The... Z fighters were background characters. If Krillin was the main character, Goku would be a side character. And that might sound stupid to say that, but if you apply that to your own life, and we think about people's lives as 
characters and stories. You know, the main character syndrome or, ooh, I'm a side character energy. Ha ha ha. Genuinely, think about that. Think about the people who you've affected and where you've given them a piece of advice to help them along their journey or hurt them along their journey. Whether you meant to be the villain or meant to be the hero, meant to be a wise old mentor, you were what you were in that person's story. And in your story, you have your own people. I watched, not watched, like had my eye on them, but over the course of the past five years, my cousin, who is only a few years older than me, has had three children. And for so long in my life, we've been the younger guys. We've been the kids. We've been the ones growing into adulthood, growing into the world. And now, instead of us bothering our parents, he is the parent to his kids. Because the entire time we've been the kids to our parents, but we've been the grandkids to our grandparents. Because they have their own stories too. They have their own lives. That is what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. Wouldn't it be a shame to be the old guy in a character? And like, no, the old guy in a story where your life has just been a life and now you're helping this 15-year-old kid save the world with your old backwater carpentry wisdom lessons like you know what i mean like it's so weird to think about that at any given phase of your life you fill so many different roles most of them are background characters by the way where you're just in a grocery store buying cheese and the guy having the main character story is passing you or the girl or the whatever, dog, if it's like an Air Bud movie. Because if you go to any one movie and you pick someone out from the background, in that universe, if you think about the story being its own world and you can like free roam it, um, they have their own life. They have their own thoughts and experiences and dreams and aspirations and challenges. And they're a full person with a full life it's just, we're not focusing on them right now. You know? It's wild that even if you mean to or not, you can affect people that you never meant to affect. That you never meant to affect. When I look at an event like Matt Pat leaving YouTube, which it is an event, you know, it was huge. But that's what I, that's what I think about. Because for him, going through his life he's been doing the main character thing. Like he's been, he's one of the few people in the world who's been able to go, I've done what I set out to do. I've done my dreams. I've lived them. I am living them. And I am ready to move the hell on because I've kind of, I'm kind of overloaded right now. You know, I want to move on to different things. It's such an amazing thought that someone could actually do that. Make something that they wanted to do purely them and yeah they had help and yeah they they had a hardship but at the end of the day they were able to do something that they really wanted to do 
And then they were able to move away from it. And all of the people whose lives that he's affected, me, we get the memories and we get the lessons and we get the example. For a lot of people, I feel like he's he's not even like a real person. I know that I know I catch myself sometimes. I'm like, oh, what a what a god, what a what a crazy, crazy character. But he's not a character, he's a man. He's a man. He's a real flesh and blood person like any one of us with just enough determination and enough patience and enough help where he was able to get to where he was able to get to. And, you know, that chapter of his his story is said and done. He even said it in his video that he's Grandpa Pat. Now, that kind of all fits together. Oh, yeah. I know I've been yelling about it for a little bit, but... In a story, let's say you have an event or you have a setting that is unique in within itself, right? So let's take Star Wars for an example. Very unique setting, very interesting world with many possibilities on who you want to follow. Now, I think that following the most important people is actually the right move because... <laughs> Your main story, right? When you have a world that big, like Star Wars, it's good to have a main storyline that is follows the most important people because then, if you want to make a lot of money, you can make side stories, you can make special edition stories, you can make one-shots of certain characters, you can make a video game that's one of the Jedi apprentices of Order 66 and you follow him around as he goes and does stuff and encounters people from the main storyline. Oh my gosh, wait, they already did that. It's a video game and it's one of the biggest. It's an ingenious idea that if you have a world that different, fleshed out and unique, make your story about the most important people or when you have your main storyline, you can add you can add pe people who runs a shop. Think about our world for a second. We're not members of the deep state. We're not CEOs, or maybe you are, but I'm not. The people I hang out around are trying to get an okay paying job. You know what I mean? But there's also people who own their own bakery. And their whole story is how they own their own bakery and they're trying to make it work and they're trying to pass it off to their kids or they're trying to make it successful. They're trying to expand. Or you're a football coach and you live a real, remember the Titans storyline where this chunk of your life is, a, is what we're viewing. I used to think the stories that I would see in anime or TV shows or whatever, let's take uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure for a second, Josuke. I used to think that the only important part of Josuke's life, not, no, not Josuke, Jotoro, Jotoro, um, Starter's Crusader. I thought the only important part of Jotoro's life was when he was going to fight Dio, that like three months that they had where they were traveling. And it's not, I've, I've come to learn that it's not just that that's the specific part that's the only important part of his entire life it's just that that's the part that we saw 
you know, when I was first watching it, I was thinking about how his life revolves around this one story, but it doesn't. And yeah, he's a story character and, and he, he's not a real person, but it was a sad thought to think when, you know, I was first watching it that this kid, his whole life is for three months. His whole life is for three months to go and do something incredibly important, incredibly difficult. And he's the only person who can actually go do it along with his teammates and stuff, the other crusaders. But I, I got to the other seasons and, uh, you'll learn that isn't the case. And when I got to the other seasons, I was actually a little relieved. I'm like, okay, there is life after your main character story. And so I started thinking about my own stories. You know, when I threw discus in high school, when I was trying to be a bodybuilder, when I got fired from my job and found a second one within a week, when I had no idea how I did that. And it's all about the perspective that you take with your story. The perspective that you want to look upon certain events, following certain people, and especially if that person is yourself. It's all how you look at it. If you don't know what brutalist architecture is, it's a style of architecture that is brutal, but it's not showy. There's no decoration. There's no unneeded pieces. Everything's kind of like a block. Everything's very gray. Everything is very uniform. There's no fancy windowsills. There's no balconies. Everything's all the windows are just holes in the side of a building. That's just a giant block of clay. It looks like, but a building does not give life, right? It, it, a building doesn't give personality. It doesn't give warmth. It doesn't tell or set the tone of your story. The people do. The people in the story, the people in your life, will always set the tone for the story that you lead. Because they're the only things alive. They're the only things that can put the emotion to what we're seeing. And so sometimes I have this image in my mind of a group of three people. They're not any specific characters. Um, I saw this in a dream one time. They're not any specific characters and they're not fleshed out at all. They don't have names. They're at the bottom of this giant building, right? And it's brutalistic architecture. It's stone slab. It's not pretty. And it hurts to look at. You feel cold. And these three friends are dancing. No music. No decoration, no food, no lights. But they're dancing. And... All of a sudden, the building doesn't seem as cold, and life doesn't seem as scary 
because you have your friends and you're all just dancing. Uh. So, hopefully, to wrap it up here, I... Yeah, to wrap this episode up, maybe we can learn something from everything that's going on. Rule number one, nothing lasts forever. Rule number two, you are the main character of your own story, but you are much more to those around you. Rule number three, it's not the building that you're in, it's the attitude you have towards it. But we have a page you to prompt. So let's get to it. <laughs> I'm not sad. You're, you're sad. <laughs> I'm not sad. You're sad. What, what, what are we talking about? Today's page eater prompt is one that I... <laughs> relate to. So the whole idea is that you're going to have a character that's in a convenience store level job. doesn't have to be a convenience store, but it's going to be a, a con okay, no, you know what? I make the rules here. It's a convenience store. They work at a convenience store, make it a self-insert, do it. Hell on YouTube. Self-insert time. You work at a convenience store, <laughs> work at a convenience store, and you get transported to a fantasy world and your character is upset because the fantasy world is way easier than the world that they're living in right now. And yeah, you can put the dots together on why that's the prompt for today. Because we all work 40, 60 hour weeks with minimal pay. And all I want to go do is learn sword fighting from some guy in a tavern somewhere. So I can fight a dragon. Thank you very much. I mean, at least a copper piece is worth a copper piece. And doesn't fluctuate like the fake money. Oh my gosh. That's it for today's episode of Be the Blank Page with me, Victor Rowe. I hope everyone's gleaned something from this very emotional talk, and I hope that everyone out there... <sighs> Mourning's the wrong word, because he's not dead and no one wants him dead. But for those people who are genuinely affected by MadPat's retirement, or anyone else's retirement, use the comment section down below. That's kind of the kind of a safe space if you're on youtube by the way i'm on youtube and spotify if you're if you're listening on spotify go follow me on youtube just because you love me and then tell me about your experience tell me what they've meant to you tell me what you've learned through everything i want to hear it mainly just not to feel by myself in this this time of kind of loss that i feel which is kind of weird if, if you think about it because you know i've never met the guy but you get my point Leave it in the comment section down below. It's a safe space. I reply to everyone's comments. So, I mean, I'll talk to I'll talk to you there. You know what I mean? Hope everyone had a good time. Sorry, I got kind of loud. Goodbye.